0: Blog TALK RADIO Blog
1: TALK RADIO Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the President of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 1002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 1002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 1002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more.
0: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, today marks our 653rd podcast, and our special guest today is Chris Simic, the founder of the Synergy Franchise Group. And with over 30 years of experience as an independent businessman, franchisee, and franchisor, including 15 years of international experience in launching and assisting franchise systems in Europe and the Pacific Rim, Chris Simick knows the ins and outs of franchising and how to establish fine-tuned operations to ensure a profitable business and startup stability or maturity when a refresh or expansion to a new concept is desired. Chris has accomplished this by creating the Synergy Franchise Group Network, consisting of the Synergy Franchise Group, LLC, and Open Franchise Teacher. Hi, Chris. How are you, my friends? Good
0: day, Marty, and the same, too. It's good to speak with you again.
1: Ah, uh, it's, it's always great to speak with you, Chris. You know, I've been following your career such a long time now, so it's it's great to you know. And I've always said to you, Chris, we've had conversations in the past, and I said, oh, God, I wish I could have captured that on a podcast because yeah. <laughs> it would have been a great show. So I said we got to do this formally again, you know. So where are you
0: calling from today, Chris? I know you're usually all over the place, aren't you? Yes, I actually, I, I'm, I'm calling. Uh, I made it home last evening. I'm uh, actually I live in Northwest Indiana, just outside you know Chicago. Uh, and That's I'm great. I'm calling from there today, so I get to stay home for a couple of days. <laughs> That's fantastic. I saw uh, Marty. Man, I saw... Marty, may I correct? May I correct you on one quick thing? Excuse me. Teasing Absolutely. your side. Yeah, no, actually, I explained as I listened to, to the introduction, which is amazing. Maybe I'm aging myself. I just realized November first began my 40th year in since I started my I first did. business and since 1980 since I started in franchising. Oh my God! Can you believe that? You
1: say, "Where is the time gone?" Right, Chris?
0: Yes. And, and when you, you said that, I says, "Holy
1: smokes!" <laughs> That was a decade off, wasn't
0: it? Oh my I just god! I not think of until you said it. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what fascinates me, Chris, because you—you know—you started at, at such a young age. I thought, you know, maybe you know, we can kind of like go back to the beginning because we have so many new listeners to the show since I've last mm-hmm. had you on the podcast. You know, maybe you could talk about, you know, what was how did you even got involved in franchising? Well, you know, it's
0: interesting. I, I started my first business um, when I was sixteen. So you know, I'm sixty. So that you ended up. But the, um, and I ran for a year or two with a a high school teacher who was my printing teacher and that got me involved in printing and graphic. And then when I graduated high school and and tried college, I said, you know, only my own business was more fun. And I happened to come across an ad in the newspaper about this printing franchise was looking for technical support. I said, what the heck? So I, I, I interviewed with it and uh, surprisingly, uh, uh, got it. I had just turned 21, and I was. Wow. I thought, oh, what the heck! So I started with them, and I I spent the next 25 years working in, in with them, developing printing, graphic signs, embroidery, even some food concepts. So we we, we expanded quite rapidly, and learned a tremendous amount of about the franchising process over those 25 years. And then uh, about 14 years, 2006. Uh, yeah. I decided to um, venture out on my own and started Century right. Franchise Group.
1: Well, it made sense, right, Chris? I mean, you have all this experience, you know, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because one of the things I never even spoke to you about is, you know, your, your international experience, Chris. I know that, you know, you've spent time, uh, you know, assisting franchise systems in Europe and, and the Pacific Rim. What was that like
0: for you? Well, I, I think that was one of, the, one of those aha epiphany moments in, in the, just how huge – and what potential franchising has for changing uh, people's lives as franchisees and entrepreneurs' yeah. lives as franchisors. That the world is is not as different as we think it is in terms of people's desire to want to succeed. Right. So I spent time developing brands and like in Europe. And um, um, then I went over and I teach franchising in my franchise teacher division. So I teach right. franchising. I've been I've been fortunate to teach in you know, the Philippines and the, and the Far East and, and teach other franchise wow. systems and organizations franchising. And I I've never I can honestly say I've never had I've had days I don't want to get out of bed. Don't take this wrong, but I've never had a day I've ever regretted my choice to be involved in franchising. Where else can get up every day, being right. in the same industry but being a different business model if you want?
1: Yeah. What do you like most about franchising, Chris? I mean, obviously, there's something that you know you're you're going to be doing this the rest of your life. You know, you're you're going to be involved in, in franchising. I mean, is there anything you like most about franchising?
0: Uh, I, I I love my my mission statement actually is to help franchise systems and and their prospects of all ages and sizes to maximize yeah. the full potential of franchising, and to help people realize their dream of business ownership. And I, I I still get excited. Every time I see a new system start, a new franchisee yeah. take, take on uh, that next opportunity. And there are times, you know, we, we know that not every person is always as successful as he or she wants to be. However, I, right. I've never found a model that gives people more opportunity to succeed, uh, where you can be in business for yourself, but not by yourself at Franchise. Right. You were, um, you were at the uh, – I saw a
1: picture, Chris, um, on LinkedIn. I think it was with uh, – I think it was with Red Boswell. You were at the, was it the yes, franchise it was expo Red, west? Right.
0: Yeah, I, right. I, we I were saw that picture. I was talking about you know, there. As a matter of fact. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I, I wasn't there, but I said I said I know him. I now. know. a picture, you know, and and I said this is great, you know. So I I I liked it on LinkedIn. So, what was the show like this year, Chris? Um, in, in I
0: guess it was in California, right? It was yeah, I was out in Long Beach, outside of Los Angeles, and um, okay. <clears throat> it was always like the as you you may know, and, and your listeners may or may not know, the uh, IFA uh, works with Emma V exhibition they put on several shows around the country they put the big one yeah. on in New York every year and then they put on a regional ones and this is actually next year it, it's going to move um, to Nashville um, and uh, so they rotate they, they cities it was it's always very interesting it's still exciting to see people have a, a place to go and, and to talk with yeah. dozens if not hundreds of, of, of different franchises in different different industries and different models from startups to the most established brands. Uh, and you know, um, Red is with part of the you know group so We were, we were, we right. were chit We always have a good time talking. Uh, he was an entrepreneur, you know, before uh, he was yeah. on to take over that company. So it was it was good. And you were part of our conversation. You're, you're part of a lot of those conversations. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, did you see any interesting concepts this year, Chris? You know, that's what I love about going to the shows. Is, you know, it's like, as, as, you know, you walk up and down the aisles, you say, oh, my God, you know, I never knew that existed or that's an interesting concept, uh, you know, um, that decided to franchise. Was there anything interesting
0: that stood out this year? You know, it's, I, I, I'm I finding that the, um, uh, the the number of startup franchises, the young franchise companies, so different states have different, you can always lean in a different direction, you can appreciate based on where you're in the country. Uh, I was amazed right. at, uh, the, the number of service businesses that are out there. And I always kind of and – because I, and I, I specialize in, in, in a lot of young startups and then helping businesses grow. Yeah. So I always say to your kids, parents, pets, and people, right, if you, if you can get involved yes. in those. But the social-relevant the social businesses, people who are in the, going into business now to do good things, not just. You look at pets right. and health care. To, to, to have a, a, another social benefit in addition to. A, a, a little side thing, and you and I have had this conversation before. Was that um, we're waiting for, depending on the states, of the first cannabis franchise.
1: That's a big one, isn't it?
0: it you know, it's going and to I, be very the, interesting. I, I still see. haven't
1: had them on the show, if you noticed.
0: <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, the, I was speaking with this you know, because it's still federally not not allowed. It, it, it makes it a little right. bit challenging on a, a to to you know franchising and regulations. However, right. uh, you know, the, what you, I always tell people, the next great franchise. It's not even uh, come out yet. Wow! Because there's always another, there's always another great opportunity that, that that will come on the market. Right. It's
1: true, and and you've seen it too, Chris. I mean, because you, I mean, you, you've been there. I want to say from the beginning, but I mean, you know, you've been involved in franchising such a long time. I remember when I first got involved, Chris. I remember the, like the IFA used to report that there was something like, I think it was like twelve hundred or fifteen hundred. Systems right. back in that time, and I I don't even know what it's up to today. I imagine I it's, it's got to be
0: 37, Maybe it depends on how you speak with thirty seven to thirty seven hundred, maybe four thousand. Uh, but you wow. know, I think you've, you and I've been been around in franchising, you know, thirty forty years ago. When yeah. the pinball games, right? Yeah. How many of you yep. I mean, listen right. you know what a pinball machine is, right? Versus, that's true. Right, and then and, and then then the stalwarts are still around. Your yogurts and health and fitness. So it's you. It's evolved, and some businesses evolve, some morph, and and then some industries just fade away.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's interesting. It's it's funny, Chris, because you think you know after. I, I feel like all my years of experience, you know, I, I said, OK, I've been doing this a long time now, you know, and we'll have concepts on the show. And I say, oh, my God, that's the next big thing. And 50 uh, percent of the time I'm right, 50 percent, I'm wrong. You know, sometimes <laughs> Correct. you just don't know, do you? You know, it just seems like it's no. going to be the next big thing. And, you know, nothing nothing is for sure. The, the Synergy Franchise Group, I mean, you've, you've worked with a number of interesting clients, um, you know, over the years, Chris. And, and uh, you know, I've actually, you know, you know, I've had some of them. On the show throughout the years, mm-hmm. you know, maybe talk a little bit about them because I think you work with some interesting concepts.
0: Uh, yes, I, you know, and, and I've been very fortunate that you know, some of them I'm still actively involved in. Some of them, you know, have moved yeah. on and grown to to, right. to their own independent development. But we started, you know, the the first franchise that was, um, you know, for veterans only. When we worked with, you know, the folks at J Dog, we worked with right. Right. Um, I them. Uh, um, British Swim School. Right. When mm-hmm. uh, when we we started, you know, teaching children uh, how to how to survive. Uh, right. And then we've worked with um, a, a number of you know, my printing and graphics uh, industry uh, companies. I've worked with fitness in, in Europe, and I've worked with fitness here in the in the states. Um, mm-hmm. um, I've, the, the Central Park Doggy Daycare is, as you know, is one of my because it's one of the parts. yeah they're and great i worked in um and Chris and Jackie which they were having coming off a very good year and, and looking at the wow. industry is continues to explode uh, we worked with the senior care industry you know in terms of everything from home care to you know alzheimer's wow. care um so the 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 diversity has been incredible i I can't really tell you that we're working on a couple of new brands that will launch that are right. in more of the digital space as things become more oh, wow. you know. Yeah, more, less, a little less bricks and mortar, and a little more service based. So, your comment you're kind of before about you know the, the, the ever evolving franchise industry yeah. and the different industries. Some of these industries we wouldn't even have a name for them a few years ago.
1: <laughs> That's true, right? right? I guess we wouldn't even you know, be who, able who to get really numbers them? on them, right? Because they're so new. Yeah, correct. It's it, it's, right. it's, it's 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 something. How um, Chris? Wh- I mean, when you're meeting with um, a prospective client, you know they could could be a prospective franchisee or a prospective franchisor, how do you typically describe the Synergy Franchise
0: Group to them when you're meeting with them? Um, probably, I Synergy is uh, you know Dave Gould, my my, my who works with me. uh worked with yeah, me I work know since Dave. 1990. Yeah. Right, Dave and I worked yeah. together since 1990. Uh, we we very much um, look for the. the the concept is interesting, however, the people behind it. People have to get mm-hmm. into franchising for the right reason. right? Yeah. You have to be right. willing to take uh, what your belief and your passion is and and be able to transfer that passion, knowledge, and potential uh, so that people know the passion and profits can go hand in hand. Uh, so I, so I, look, I look at the uh, – you can have, even within the same industry, you can have very diverse concepts. Right. Right. So you, you see it every day. So I'm really yeah. more about the passion of, of the team involved. And people, the first thing I tell them, you realize that once you become a franchisor, you're really no longer in the industry you're in. You're in the business of putting people in the yeah. industry you were in. <laughs> right. And that's, that's powerful. hard for some people. Yeah. Because right the, the visionary, visionary-itis is probably the biggest disease in franchising. When the, when the founders don't know it's time to, to let go. Right. It, yeah. It's not you know, it's right. kind of like your children. Eventually they grow up and, and hopefully move out and expand and, and have you know, you get the grandchildren and the great grandchildren and, and you want your business people to do that also. It's um it's a totally different animal, isn't it, Chris? You know,
1: it's uh yes. and and I, I can't even imagine how somebody would go about or even getting into franchising. They know they have a proven system. They, they, they're starting to build that, that great brand. But, you know, where do you begin? And that's where someone like yourself or the Synergy Franchise Group really comes in, right? And from all your years of experience, you can help them, I guess, certainly avoid a lot of those common pitfalls that are associated with franchising, can't
0: you? Very true. But I, I, the, the, probably I of the biggest, um, I, one of my criticisms is that people don't know the cost of what they don't know. And I think that too many times people automatically want to go to the franchising route. I have seen a lot of very successful, very profitable, great businesses, great business people who really just shouldn't be franchising. Right. right? They can be local, they can be regional, they can be a chain and still not franchise. And too many times within our industry people jump to franchising and they think that that, that's going to get them to where they need to be. And so we're very methodical when when we speak with people and say that, you know, is we use the able, Ible, Ible and ABLE, Ible and Able, and we put seventy okay. words. That we we give the prospects. Is it is it teachable? Is it profitable? Is it expandable? Is it transferable? Is it sellable? Is it right accessible? And the more times you can say yes to those, is it enjoyable? Right, those right. types it's of things. Be you, right, you've got to be able to move in in those in those um those arenas to make sure that before it's even franchisable. So we're very methodical. And before people spend a lot of money, because, you know, it's also, you know, an investment right. in, in, in taking it to the next level, that we, we very much would rather spend the time with them going through that before they invest a lot of time. And then, it, it, in all canter, sometimes it's best to go get that second or third opinion, because you mentioned, you know, 50% of the time you're right, and and yeah, and, and we're not of- right. And, you know, they, yeah. and they pay people, all players, you know, $20 billion a year to fail three out of four times at the plate. So right, we want to make sure that they're, they're doing the right thing for the right reasons at the right time. Right, absolutely. What's been,
1: this is a tough question, Chris, uh, that usually stumps our guests a bit, but what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Synergy Franchise Group? Now, taking into consideration, I know you have a 100
0: stories, but does anything stand out over the years? Boy, that's that's a great question, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of uh, humbled that I've been very fortunate to be involved with many, many, many very uh, successful and very good yeah. people. So you you've been exposed to many too, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think that probably for me, uh, the, the the passion of working in and focusing on the, the social aspects. Uh, the franchise. When I say social, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk to. It's not a Facebook social. It's a right, The, right, the, right. the good that social we, the good that franchising can do yeah. in terms of yeah. of moving a people, societies, communities, uh, lives forward. Uh, one of you know the the veterans, giving them an opportunity, has been, was an amazing teaching kids to survive and not drown. Um, right, my right. you know, uh, right. being able to love a hundred dogs and not have to have them in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, so, 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 yeah. so those those type of those types of businesses, uh, and I, but I will tell you that the, probably the most the, the most rewarding to me is that there, and I and I can certainly say there's never been a person that I've met that I could not still shake their hand. Doesn't mean you want to do business with everybody, but I've never right. I've never never not been able to look someone back in the eyeball in in 40 year career and, and 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 not be able to look myself back and say we did the right thing right. to the best of our ability.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's that's it's it's a great response. What's um for our listeners, Chris, what what types of characteristics do you think make a great franchisee? Uh great
0: question, Marty. I I I believe very very passionately that that a franchisee has to be and I and I use this in, in almost every conversation with someone interested mm-hmm. in, in taking their own business. They need to really be honest and realistic that they're more intrapreneurial. Yeah. And who likes we to throw around that. the word entrepreneur? Right. The entrepreneur yeah. tends to be the, the franchisor. Right? The entrepreneur right. is someone who wants to own their own business, does not right. want to reinvent the wheel. I think right. that, that now, it's interesting now, and I, as franchise has evolved, you know, 30 years ago, the top three questions I got is how much can I make how much can I make how much can I make? I think that the <laughs> right. that the that the franchising and that the the type of franchisees we're getting today are looking you know they're looking much more for a quality quantity lifestyle balance so they're yeah. looking for the ability to to create wealth, have a great future um, but yet not you know you've heard that when we were growing up you know parents would gave up everything so the kids could be better. Sure, I think I, I think that the, the new generation of owner, uh, which are not I mean, I'm the baby boomer, so it's now the Xers and we're moving towards the right. millennials and then the Z's. Right. I think that I think that franchising has to be very aware that they're a different type of entrepreneur.
1: What are your thoughts, Chris, on <clears throat> the millennials? I, you know, it was the, the last show we did it was actually uh, yesterday. We were talking about millennials, and uh, do you see millennials now getting into into franchising? I mean, I guess it shouldn't make a difference, right? I mean, all the things you were saying, I mean, if you can, you know, follow a system, um, you know, you're an intrapreneur, then I imagine Mm -hmm. that anybody could be a successful franchisee, right? But have you had any experience or are you starting to notice that, that millennials or younger people are getting into franchising?
0: I, I, I do. It's interesting that, that, uh, we I, I was just having this conversation at a, at a client yesterday in Ohio, and I was we were yeah. talking the, the same thing about the their workforce, you know, The, right. the millennial workforce, and and they and remember, people who work for a living, tend to eventually want to go into their own business. Right. I think that millennials, it, it, it's kind of like I come from you know a late baby boomer. Who would have thought at sixteen that I'd be owning a job as opposed to going out and having kids and bear, right? I wanted to. Yeah. So yeah. we you can't stereotype anybody. Right, I think that the I think that the millennials, um, uh, based on uh, w- where they're coming from, um, do very well. They will be the next generation of owner, and then. Uh, but it's remember that in, in mo- most businesses, it's still the generation ahead of them that's financing it—the parents, right? So, right. so true. when you're just selling a branch, when I'm selling a, a, a doggy daycare, and I'm trying to get people to understand the potential and the opportunity. I could be talking to a twenty or thirty-something-year-old, but they oftentimes are looking at the fifty or sixty-year-old, right? Investor, Back them. right? So right. you're really you're really dealing with two sets of uh, investors, uh, potential owners, right? That the parent right. or the investor or the, or the friend or somebody, who, and then the individual is going to run it day to day. So that that has been uh, more and more. But I think as the the, the millennials now are entering, you know, to 10, 15 years into the workforce, their independence uh, is, is coming out more, but they're, yeah. they're also tend to be, you know, the average life of a franchise, I was interested in hearing just recently, has gone uh, down to like seven or eight years that they stay a franchisee. Mm-hmm. I come from, you know, the printing industry where wow. I, right down the block from my house is it one of the franchises I worked for, the original owner of that unit is still there 33 years later. Is that right? Yeah, but it's not the same as, you know, we had jobs for 40 years, and now seven, five, six, seven years is a is a career length for a lot of people. I think franchising has to realize that, that that's possible, and they have to be able to provide the opportunity and a wherewithal that will match what the what the millennials and whatever the next generation is looking for. That's
1: amazing. We were talking about that on the show yesterday too, Chris, you know, is, is that, you know, that number you just gave is that, you know, a lot of millennials, even when they go to work for – Corporate America. I mean, I, I seem like the average. I thought it was like something like 11 months. And I said, that's insane because we weren't like that, were we? You know, I mean, we, like no. I said, you'd work the same job for sometimes 10, 20, 30 years, you know, and that particular group, that doesn't happen. And, and I guess, right, that, it, that probably is going to have some type of change, I guess, in franchising, you know, I always think of franchising well, I mean, as being in, in for the long haul.
0: Well, you know, it's it, it, it the definition of long is I, I think has changed, and, you know, it's like the home ownership, yeah. where you don't burn, you you, right. you don't have a mortgage burning party anymore. The I right. I, you know what I think I think where franchising needs to make sure that it, it it stays adaptable. You know, in my bold words, is that when you're doing a financial model and the opportunity, the the days of, of amortizing things over ten, twenty, thirty years, right? So the, the right. So I think the financial profile and the financial picture and 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 the opportunity has to has to adapt to to the new reality that maybe we have to find business models that have that can either have the sustainability uh to, mm-hmm. over multiple owners that the same owner won't be there all the time right. so you've got so I think that kind of evolution is inevitable and is, is 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 and it's going to be more rapid than maybe we we think that's interesting
1: do you think all industries could be Franchise, Chris, and I know all is a, a, a strong word, but it, it's been, you know, one of the interesting things for me, you know, in doing this show such a long time now is, is, is sometimes you see like strange industries that I never thought you, you would have thought maybe 20 years ago would have considered franchising. You know, you have chiropractic franchises and dental franchises and, yeah. and God, who, whoever would have thought, you know, that, that you could own a dental franchise. But does that surprise you a bit or do you think all industries can be franchised?
0: I've, I've learned to, to at least be open-minded. You know, the okay. like, really, the, the really yeah. question is like, okay, well, you know, we talked about Red a few minutes ago. Remember what he started, right? Yeah. So who would have thought you'd pay people to pick up, you know, dog droppings, right? I mean, That's I, true. I, I, it's I, a great story. You, you know, I've joked about this. His, you know, his tagline ads were number one at picking up number two. I mean, you you would not think. What a but great But then models that – Remember the models, the the one-hour photos and things that the industries were viable, they just no longer are. So I think that that many many industries have the potential to franchise, and I think the average consumer and even your average listener and even those of us in franchising are constantly amazed at every time we go to the conferences and the conventions and, to your point earlier, to the shows and say – uh, the mosquito abatements, the bed bug abatement yeah. companies, things that, right. right? Those, so I think, I think that there's a plethora of opportunity. I just encourage the vision of those people who have ideas not to let it be killed. Just keep looking. Right. Yeah. It's just powerful.
1: What are your thoughts, Chris, on, um, small franchise or a newer franchise versus an existing franchise, a franchise that's been around and you've worked with all of them. Um, when no. someone's looking or considering a franchise, um, would, do you steer them away towards the, the systems that may only have five or six units, as opposed to someone that has that track record of maybe five hundred or a thousand
0: units? What are your thoughts on that? Great question. At the at the risk of playing offending some of my old colleagues out in franchise land, <laughs> okay. um, I, no. I, well, one, you know that I'm. I'm my my passion is is young and start. I'm, Young and startup and, and reemerging, right? And I like to startups so Yeah, yeah. I I think that I think that the uh, the 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 room for I always use the example of the the um, the jet ski versus the ocean liner. Right? When you're young and, and you're growing, the flexibility to zoom and change and adapt your concept into right, right. without all the bureaucracy, the, the startups. But then the risk tolerance level. They they also have you know the young franchises also tend to have. Um, don't don't tend to be franchisors as long, right? Right. They'll have a higher right. rate. So I think there's a consumer looking to buy a franchise. I think finding yourself a good consultant or someone that can 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 tell you that it's that even within like the senior care or in the, the medical or the food, yeah. how many different yeah. places can we buy a burger today? So I mean, there even within the industries you have those who have the hundreds. But, you know, 80, I, I think I'm right with this. I think like 85 or 90% of franchise systems have under yeah. 500 units. That's a that's an amazing number, isn't
1: it? I, I was surprised. To, I ah. saw that number recently, too. I think it was about six months or a year ago. And that surprised uh-huh. me because I think, Chris, I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I, I, I think the word franchise has kind of become a brand in itself, right? I mean,
0: yeah.
1: I, I, I always feel like there's something glamorous, isn't it, about saying – you're a franchise. Now, it's almost like you're in the league now of with McDonald's and Subway. Even if you only have 10 units or 20 units, you're a franchise, you know. And, and for some reason, I
0: find that that just impresses the heck out of people, doesn't it? Well, you know, I, it does. And we, I think we have to be careful not to, as franchise those of us engaged in franchising, not to right. forget that it's the person investing everything into into our dream also, that not to not to commoditize it or not to abuse it. I was recently at a um an event, and uh, one of my and – I'll mention it because I think it's cool. It's, one of my yeah. neighbors has a Wild Birds Unlimited, right? So I happened to yeah, meet the a founder pirate. recently, right? Amazing man. I mean, you talk about yeah. cash. I met him at one of his – he was at an event at one of the locations. And I just started Yeah, we amazing. had him on the show about
1: 10 years ago. Yeah, oh. Paul Pickett, right?
0: Uh, Paul, yeah, Paul, right? And Paul and I got his book. The, the fact that that a person can can have a passion for a business doesn't compromise quality. I mean, does it? We're never never looking to be a you know six thousand unit franchise. Right? That that's right. not. It that was never the goal. So I don't think people should look at the size of the system as being good, better, or yeah. different. There's a there's a value to monetizing uh, numbers. Absolutely correct. But I think right. that there's a difference. You can have you can have a great product in a mediocre franchise, and a great franchise yeah. with a mediocre product. I, I don't mean, mean mediocre in a bad way. I just mean, you right. know, there's, right, whether you're making a salad or there's only so many ways to do it, but you can still have a great system.
1: And McDonald's a great is an example of that, right, Chris? I mean, because they say, like, I, I don't know if you ever see it, but sometimes they'll have these, like, best burger contests, you know, and it, it, usually McDonald's is, like, number 20 but nevertheless, they're still successful,
0: aren't they? Um, they're amazing. They're incredible. They've almost turned into a real estate company as opposed to a, a yeah. bigger company, right? If you think about it's how true. the evolution of of rave, you know, the books and the movies and stuff like that. And then you have the others that, 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 that continue to just – and then the regional ones. I think people also have to be aware that – they're a regional passion. You go to a Whataburger in the South. You come here to a White Castle yeah. in the Midwest, right? You go to right the different. Right? You go to Five Guys and fries. It was you know around for forty years until they, they hit until everyone decided they really were around. So you you just yeah. don't know what 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 the opportunities are. And then the brands that yeah. reinvent themselves and and, and get, that stay relevant forever. The legacy brands. So it, yeah, it's, that's, that's right. why I think franchising is so amazing that you know you can franchise and you know this there's people franchise franchises right the different people, yeah. who, different song groups and broker groups <laughs> right. who franchise franchises right so I, I, that's why that's why I will totally never say that, that that never very rarely I don't think I've ever had to say that's not
1: possible. Yeah, I would agree. It was interesting uh, when we had Paul Pickett on the show. And again, I think we're going back like about a decade, Chris, I, I, I was surprised by the concept. I said, how the heck do you franchise this? But it's, it's amazing in watching that brand success, isn't it? I mean, uh, you see them all over the place, you know, and, and
0: you you know, know, that was
1: one that I, I didn't get that one when I first when I first interviewed them.
0: You know, it's interesting. And I, and I don't mean this wrong. I did only because I, I only, only I, when I first saw it, I said, wow, interesting. Now, Man, I'm from the Midwest, and we have birds. And we have trees. I mean, I'm not downtown right. Chicago, where you don't get it. So, and we—I have, right. have an acre of land. I've got—I've got 20 species of birds in my yard right now. The, wow! But, so I—so I understood the concept, but you know what? I—what I—what I—the what I, reason I believed it's success was when you meet the franchisees. Yeah. I think franchisors, right. you never—you have to obsess over the brand and your franchisees and their bottom line. When you keep those three things in focus. Um, You've you've met thousands of people. Like we've talked about this, but right? you you know, you know when someone buys into and really has a passion for what they're doing, and that shows. Right. And a good right. franchisee, a good franchisee, in all candor, you know, there's a lot of people who would never know if they walked into Wild Unlimited would never know that it was a franchise. True, right? It's, it's right. It's, there's a it's lot of a, systems a, out there. That's you. the case. Right? Yeah. It's not. That's you know, true. You try to name three thousand brands, let alone thirty. Right, and you, you start to get your mind goes wild. So that's why I think that, that that I that's why I'm I'm never surprised by someone who has a passion to want to franchise their model. And he did it. Paul did it for the right reason. He's yeah. You can see he sets um, a, a culture there. I guess
1: at Wild Birds doesn't he, Chris? Yeah. You know, is is that's what it is. And and I I think like you said, it comes down to you said something powerful. Is is it really comes down to the franchisees. You have to be very selective, don't you? When Making that choice to say, you know what, you're a fit for this organization. It must be hard for some source to say no to, to certain
0: people. You know, in, in every, every franchise every franchisor goes through the you know the me we these stages of growth, right? The life cycle of growth. Yeah. And you know, I remember at Central Bark twelve years ago when the people going into the business were involved in the model because they loved dogs, right? Right. And they were right. And they did, then because their passion was dogs. But you have to be able to match the passion for dogs and for business yeah. in that particular model. And I've watched the evolution of the franchisee. We had our first franchisee who candidly had never owned—maybe I told you this before—never had the first, never owned a dog themselves. And then That's we joked. And then we said, then we joked and said, Bob now has seventy-five a day, right? But <laughs> he has since he has since added versus the people who say. I love dogs, and if I don't make any money, that's okay because I still love dogs. That's not a recipe for success either. So you have to you have to be able to understand that, that you're doing things uh, for the right reason at the right time with the right people. So that's for the passion of franchising and the franchisees. Uh, you give me a passionate franchisee who who also has the business acumen of an intrapreneur, yeah. and I'll right. show you a successful system. Wow, it's 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 powerful. It's
1: it's, it's interesting what you were saying earlier, Chris. We've had some concepts on the show. Um, there's two that come to mind. Um, they had the best product. I thought they was the best product in the world. One was called Miami Rice Pudding, and they sent me uh, a whole case of rice pudding. I mean, it was it was amazing. It had all these different flavors, and I said, "Oh my God, this is going to be the biggest franchise in the world" because the product was so good. But to make a long story short, the franchise never made it. You know, I think they sold maybe five units, and then. Whatever happened, I never researched it. They went out of business, and then there was another peanut butter franchise. They were called PB Loco. Same thing, great product, and they didn't make it. So I I see what you're saying. You know, is it's not always about the product. It comes down to the franchisee,
0: franchise or the relationship and, and the culture. You know, it's interesting you, you say that. You and I uh, over the years we've seen different models of franchising. You know, and, and funny, interesting, not funny. It's interesting that you made you Use those type of analogies, and then you watch somebody else take a similar product, yes, right, yeah. and explode on the right. market. Right, exactly. now, whoever would have thought you could, you would, you would franchise dental care, or you would franchise right. uh, bottled water, or you yeah. fran- right? those that when people when people are able to put together, this is where this is where doing it right and coming back, what synergy right. is, we, we we say okay you you've got this, how do you make it work and right that be, that becomes the art of franchising, not just the skill that's the art yeah. of uh, of of putting it together right and that and that's candidly the fun of it and 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 when it yeah. goes and it goes well, it's great and and unfortunately, when it doesn't go so well, like you mentioned a couple of the couple brands that you know yeah. it, it's sad but i but sometimes you know the old phrase. Oh wow! It is. Sometimes it's
1: just right. There's just no answer. There's no answer. It's one of the things I would love to to research, Chris. One of these days, you know, is is to go back to some of those systems that didn't make it to find out why. You know, why didn't they make it? They had a great product. What what was the, you know, what were some of those factors that made them well, unsuccessful? In franchising
0: That could be your you next say, PhD happened? project. How's that? <laughs> that's
1: it, right? They just gave me... How many PhDs do yeah, you want get, to
0: get? So you can do another one, right?
1: <laughs> that's why I love talking to you. I always get ideas for, for articles and things like that, you know, and, and, and my next journal article.
0: No, no, just real quick. I think that you're you're, you're correct, and, and and we 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 tend not to want to focus on when things don't go well. You know, we're always, we always we always you know our egos. sales you know, All salespeople, so our egos tend to want to focus on success. But I think you know the reason people, the most successful people, have learned to be successful from when they weren't. Right. Because when they are, they don't always know why. That's right. That's right. It's very powerful. What
1: I my favorite word when i'm teaching my uh my business students chris is is synergy you know and i thought it was very clever you know when when you came up with the name for for your organization i just thought it was you know synergy franchise group it just made sense because that's what franchising is isn't it and it was, was that your mindset i guess when you were coming up with the name for the organization
0: Well, i've got i've got to be very candid that was i was a young young um I worked for the printing franchise and i was very yeah. fortunate i was i was a vice president by 23 so I, I very oh. very successful very early. How many of us can but say that? I, I, but I was <laughs> very fortunate. You know, we had 900 units, and I ran the regions. And but I was very fortunate to have great mentors. And one of yeah. them was a very well educated person. And we used to tease him. He says, "Because he used all these big college words." He's a good good friend of mine. His name is his name is Nick. And Nick was, yeah. was walking around one day. And he said, "Boy, I, what, I really like the synergy of this place." And I actually had to ask him. I was about 20 years old, 21. I right. said, exactly. well, "What I does that, that mean?" Right. right? But I'd never, I never. But it was you talk about the epiphany moment of saying, "That's that was it." it. That was That's it. it. So I've never forgotten it. And when when I when I the first LLC, well, the first there was actually an INC. Synergy uh, Franchise Group is. Evolved from synergy franchise development and some other names.
1: So we right. we, we went,
0: oh my goodness! And so I, but I, it's it, it as you know, people who, who know me, I use it all the time. The synergistic approach, you know, I love our synergy. Yeah. So it's just, and I and, and I don't want to commoditize it, but I think it still has a lot of relevance for both personal yeah. and business.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great name for the organization because it, it fits for. For what you know you do, and if it's for for the industry, I want that you mentioned the 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 movie The Founder, Chris. Did, I imagine you probably being in franchising. You you watched the movie. What were your thoughts when yes. you, when you watched it? Were you surprised? You know, I, I, I was a little surprised.
0: I was surprised. I was a little surprised, and because you know, in in our industry, and by the way, all these people are, they are icons that, that we all deserve. But I think we sometimes forget the human part. Okay, yeah. Of people. Yeah. You know, right. you know. If you read the stories of, whether it be Colonel Sanders. or You read you know, all yes. these, all, what all these people have have gone through in in their evolution, right. Um, right. and I, I and you don't want to you don't want to ever minimize, but you know, but right. we 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 all have flaws and we've all had this and and I was I was I was a little surprised. I was, yeah. But I don't know, you know, I don't know if that today you know, we always say is you asked me early about the you know whether things how they work. Yeah. that that alignment that karma of timing and everything it, i don't know in today's society because of the the instantaneous of uh, the degree of instant uh, spontaneous and instant uh, right. need for things today if if that if we would have the time
1: yeah to put all
0: those things the way he did it so yeah. you know the right place right time right opportunity and a very a man who a man remember it's like the colonel sold pressure cookers to make yes. chicken that was his deal. He's he selling uh, you know um, shake machines and wound up with you know a, a, a McDonald's empire. So, I've, yeah. so sometimes what we're looking for is not what we wind up with. Yeah,
1: it's I guess I guess you can make the case too, Chris, right, that, you know, because I was thinking of it from, you know, I I know you're you you like teaching and and, and you like studying the business models and things like that. I guess, I mean, you can make a case that, you know, McDonald's wouldn't be where they were without Ray Kroc, right? I mean, it seemed like the brothers weren't interested in franchising. I mean, I think they started it, but, you know, they're. The franchisees that they originally took on weren't following the system, so they said, we'll never get involved in franchising again. So I guess if it wasn't for Ray Kroc, then
0: Correct. we wouldn't know. You know but you like you, but know. if you watch the beginning of that story, they had, at the time, what was a great product, their passion for the burger, yeah, right? And right, their passion for doing it the right. Even, the, even the, the reason to buy the, from Ray, or the shake machines from Ray Kroc was they wanted to do it right. So yeah. The, so they, they, and they, that, they were, they would be the perfect example of what visionary itis happens. They did not want I, to let go. They, they didn't have that vision of what the next level is.
1: Yeah, I see. And, what you're or
0: a pathway to get there. So that I, I think that's and those those people like the Ray Crocs, know, Dave Thomas's. Um, yeah, uh, we can name hundreds. The current, current yeah, the current and past. Um, I yeah. I, grew up, I was just at a meeting yesterday with a gentleman who grew up with the co-founders. He said, You know, Dave was name it, but don't forget there's other co-founders, right? So right. The, of course. The idea behind right the face and 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 franchising, I think people you get the face that sits on front of it, but all those people behind it. And I'm going to come right back to again, the franchisees who live it and breathe it are what will make or break franchising as any particular model or as an opportunity, period? Yeah, it's um,
1: one of the guys that I wanted to interview. I think I had this conversation with you in the past, Chris, was I, I always wanted to interview Fred DeLuca, and I can never get him, you know, for some reason. You know, and I, you know I was told in the past, you know, that he, he may have not made a, a particularly great interviewee anyway, you know. <laughs> but when I think of Subway, I always think of Fred DeLuca for some reason.
0: That's what just pops into my head. I told. You, I think yeah, we've had discussion. i I had met Fred on a number of occasions. Oh, you had have. Okay. Comp- yeah, yeah, and I and I had been involved in these. Fred, I, well, I used to work and speak at Nova University, right? Nova Southeastern. Yeah, I know. It's a great a university. Guy. Yeah. And um, Fred was and what and the teacher on their show, Babcock, she was one of his early franchisees, and he yeah, lived I know in Florida, name, yeah. so he we, we we had the we had the pleasure of meeting him. Uh, on On a number of occasions you know he, he, i mean meeting and drinking wine i mean a yeah. little more social, wow. not just the Fred you meet at a conference okay and he and his his story he was sixteen years old, remember when he did all this right and a thousand dollars. you talk scary. you talk about you talk about a story uh and he he is an, he would, amazing but you're from an interview standpoint you've got to be ready to listen to what. The rest of the story, right? So you're—you're you're, you're like, right. He, he wasn't about the fluff. He was about you know getting it right, and yeah. uh, and, and 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 so. But you can never take away. Right. But he was—he was also very quiet. He was never—you know—he was really? never in the forefront. He never—he was never the face. That's he interesting. Just a organization. I, I, yeah.
1: Yeah. These are the stories I talk about with my students in class, Chris. You know, and they love it. You know, it's—it's it's interesting how many people love talking about franchising, even if you're not interested. And buying a franchise because we're exposed to it. I mean, everyone here in the states are exposed to franchising, aren't we? I mean, we can't go anywhere without seeing a franchise, can we? I think what I what I and what
0: I'm so like, so excited about when I go overseas and I and I see, you know, like I like I told you, teaching the Philippines. I was over in, I in Portugal and in Spain and lived in Europe, as you remember, I told you, is that yeah that the passion for the passion and desire to want to succeed. Uh, you know, it, I'm in in, in um, the Philippines, they franchising is is a dream. Uh, business ownership is a dream. And thinking oh. we think of franchising in terms of a McDonald's or a Wild right. Bird, mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars of investments or, or fifty thousand, yeah. whatever it is. In the Philippines, there are people who buy a franchise. that is literally, literally a kiosk. I'm talking about a ten by ten booth on the boardwalk at a carnival, and that's wow. that's their dream. So, I so, I, that. so. I, so, the idea of, 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 of being a business person, and when you see that kind of passion, because you remember the, the scale of living and lifestyle and, and, and mm-hmm. wealth and how much people have, right? The micro businesses. The, right. the idea that that passion burns worldwide is absolutely not only phenomenal, but if, you're not, if it doesn't humble you to think that, boy, we don't know how good we've got and how much right. got we here. have. Uh, right, so so we so we've got to every now and then it's when I go there it's almost like you talk about a reality check and to realign my karma. It's you see that the passion for people who want to be in franchising when when you can get a franchise model to provide that kind of opportunity to help someone fulfill a dream at whatever level, I think that I, I think we should all be proud. Of. Oh, absolutely. I think that's powerful.
1: Are, are there differences, Chris, you know, I, um, for, for my comprehensive exam, I, uh, for my doctorate degree, I, I focused on this, but I certainly wasn't an expert on it. And you have experience doing this, but are the, the franchisees in those countries that you mentioned or that you experienced, are are they, I don't want to say better franchisees, but it, it, to me, it would, it would seem almost like because they're so grateful and they have so much gratitude that they follow the system exactly to a T, which is what you're supposed to do anyway. But are, are, are they different to some extent than the U.S.
0: franchisee? That's a, that's a phenomenal question, Marty. And I, if I were to be candid, I would say that their their passion for the brand yeah. probably is greater because okay, yeah, it's an opportun- because it's an opportunity they never would have had. So the appreciation right. factor. Creates that brand passion. I mean, undying devotion in some guys to the brand. Right. And and so exactly. So that almost almost to the point of being apostles.
1: Right, right. That's the reason I asked, Chris, because that was kind of like the focus of of this this exam was that, you know, I was saying that, okay, in other countries, like you mentioned, the Philippines, they're, excuse me, more like a collective society where um, the group is more important than the individual, where in the States, because this is how we were raised, you know, we think of ourselves first, and then the company second, you know, and it's it's always, you just gave me an idea for another paper, as I say every time I talk to you, I I guess... (laughs) I get these great ideas, you know, but it, that's interesting to me, and it would make sense, you know, because of the gratitude and the passion, and their their mindset is a little bit different, you know. It would make sense that they would
0: be – And how do loyal. you get up every morning at you – know, when someone's just working, you know, 12, 15 hours, you get up in the morning, and you're, you know – uh, you, I don't feel you don't know if you'll remember but the old commercials for Dunkin' Donuts. Got to get up and make the donuts, yep. right? So <laughs> the idea, moment. at three in the morning, that you're the you're the you're the person who goes in and does it. The idea of outsourcing, forget it. They do everything, and the right. and the fact that the that that you know you can have a typhoon one day, and the next day you're putting the the roof back on your yep. kiosk and starting you're doing it again, right? So that and I that part of it. Now the, the rewards. Are are uh, don't w we're not we are not we are not using a scale here much so not it's not like right. they're they're making millions of dollars, right? But they're right, right. they're having an opportunity uh to to do things and that w the wouldn't normally do. And I would I would I would suggest anybody if, if they if they really want to maybe sometimes a reality check is yeah maybe spend a little bit of time on YouTube and, and look at some of those <laughs> Right. And check it right,
1: exactly. You know and I, you've seen it firsthand, you know, so so you know um it, it, it makes sense. What's what's next for you, Chris? I mean, what are the plans for uh, Synergy Franchise Group? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball, three, five years down the road, uh, where do you see the organization?
0: You know, it, and I can I can say this because I'm happy to say it. I really don't know,
1: which is good. Yeah. Which
0: is, right. It's, That's great. That I've yeah. Done. I don't have that. I don't have that retirement in my. You know, it's like right. You're I, not thinking you're always, in
1: those terms. I'm, I'm out no, in
0: five years I'm, or something. I'm saying. Years, right? you know, we, We've got a couple new brands. You know, like I said, we're talking about this, the 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 Central Bark Passion. You know, the, the, the children passion. I'm very fortunate is that there will always be people who love kids, parents, pets, and food. Right, so That's I, right. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, right. I'm pretty, pretty good at this. I, just, you know, you get a little bit older. I'm, I'm just finishing up. You know, you and I talk. I'm finishing up you know, another hundred thousand mile a year, another hundred flights, another yeah. hundred days on the road. And you say, okay, what's the time? Gonna, although my I, I, little little personal, I'm finishing up my bucket list. I'm going to finally visit my fiftieth state next week. You're kidding? And what no, is that? No, take I, I, just real quick. Take a guess. Uh, well, first, Red got it right. By the way, Red got it right. So I was surprised. really okay. Northern so it's it right.
1: it's not yeah. a, it's not an obvious one. I, I, um Correct. So I'm gonna have to say, and I think I'm gonna get it, um,
0: Idaho. No, very close, Montana.
1: You're kidding! Wow. No,
0: very close. I, I went to um, you know, it's funny. when but I travel the globe as you know, and I and I and I went to Alaska yeah. a couple weeks ago. Just to, because really? I wanted to go there. Yeah, and so I said to myself. And it, 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 when you look at only because in my business career, you, 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 I kind of filed with where I needed to open up businesses, right? So, it was, and there was just it didn't it, and it didn't bring me that way. And there's children, you know, camping and stuff, and never been a big you know hunter or stuff like that. So well, I nice, just said nice. I'm, I'm 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 going to complete it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go do that. And while I'm up there and see, you know, what, what what models are up there that I can take a take a peek at and poke at. <laughs>
1: You might want to live there. I've heard great things about Montana. I've always wanted have, to go is. there, Chris. You know, and I, I heard that you know if you go, you you might end up buying a house or something there. So um,
0: <laughs> don't be surprised. Let's, let's you time even. you talk to me. Yeah, next time I you know. speak, we speaking and say, Chris, where are you calling from today? And I say, Bozeman or Billings. You go, okay.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's fantastic. But I think it's it's great, Chris, that you say, you know, you don't have that, you know, that mindset of saying, okay, I'm retiring in 10 years or something like that. It, it, it what, what I respect and I enjoy talking about you is, is you have this the, more enthusiasm um, and passion about franchising, you know, and I think that's why, well, I know why it, it's, you've been so successful, you know, and why I've enjoyed Watching your career, you know, I, I think I first met you or came across you back in like 1999 or 2000. You know, and to watch, you know, everything you've done in you know these two decades is really it's it's, it's quite spectacular, you know. And and your enthusiasm is always contagious to me.
0: Well, Marty, I appreciate you know you and I we and, and the, we we can have a mutual aid, a mutual admiration society together. But you you I think one thing we both agree upon is that we, we are, because of franchising, we are exposed to a phenomenal number of great minds, people, spirits, and personalities. And it just, you can't, if you get bored in, in, in this type of line of work, it's like you're teaching. Anybody who wants to learn keeps the passion going, right? That's, so, you, you, so anybody who, 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 as long as people want to be in business, as long as there's ethics and morals and principles and opportunity and finance and wealth creation opportunities, you should yeah. never be unemployed. It's true. I, I think what I love most about
1: franchising, Chris, is is you know is, is the opportunity to change lives. You know, and you're dealing with two different types mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs. Like you were saying, you know, you have the true entrepreneur, and then you have the intrapreneur. You know, and um, that intrapreneur, it, you know, franchising allows people to become or allow them to be get that label anyway of being called an entrepreneur, even if they're not an entrepreneur. Correct. Oh, right. Correct. It's a business, Correct. right? Without Knowing even how to do it, you know, and, and I, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I've had some amazing guests on the show, you know, of, of people that have had, you know, uh, you know, fifty or. Well, I remember one gentleman I interviewed a while back. I think he owned fifty Wendy's franchises, oh, wow. and I say, like, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's. Like,
1: it's insane, isn't it? You know, and, and he was honest with me. He said, you know, I barely graduated from high school, you know, and he wasn't proud to tell me that, you know, he said he wasn't a good student, but franchising just made sense to him, you know, and, 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 and this guy just achieved all this tremendous success. And I I think that's wonderful because I I think franchising levels the playing field for everybody, right? It doesn't matter, you know, if you don't have a high school degree or, or you have, you know, 20 MBAs, it doesn't make a difference. If, if you, can follow a system like you were saying earlier and you could be enthusiastic and, and all of those elements that you were discussing, you could be equally successful, can't you?
0: think that uh, you, when, you, the, when you stated it brilliantly and that it, it does, it, it levels the playing field. So it takes and gives opportunity to people who would not normally think that they have opportunity. Although there are still the barriers, the financial barriers, the, the time sure, barriers, the all those barriers. things that happen. Yeah. However, th- th- those are challenges. Okay. Those yeah. you know, when people tell me they have a problem, I say, you know, you have an opportunity for improvement. So we, right. what we need to do is to say, ask the what if, and you rarely will ever have to say if only. And I think yeah. that if you right. do that a couple oh. times a day, you'll be moving towards uh, towards the right yeah. momentum. And and you and I will will we'll, as we every time we'll talk, and whether ten years ago or ten years from now, uh, the universe keeps us around, that we're going yeah. to have. Very similar conversations. I know, time-wise. You watch TV, and I watch you know, some, some of the feel-good movies, and you watch these programs from the fifties, and the sixties, and the seventies. The challenges, yeah. the problems, the, 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 the difference is We have computers on our desks now that we didn't have right. fifty years ago, right. but right. The, the, the challenges and the opportunities are still plentiful. That's right? true. So there's, so, true. so you have room to make, you have room to fix some of the problems. And opportunities to, to prevent others. So I think that we yeah. just we just keep going.
1: What are your thoughts on some of these? I noticed, you know, in doing this show such a long time, Chris, is that, you know, a lot of franchises are moving towards – You were mentioning kiosks earlier, and I thought that was interesting. As I noticed, a lot of um, franchisers are trying to sometimes do things on maybe a smaller scale, or they're coming up with these like non traditional locations, whether it's colleges or army bases mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, any, any thoughts on that? Because I always thought that was interesting.
0: Uh, you know I, what you see is a little bit of a move and uh, movement towards you, like you know like things like mobile to, to food trucks versus you know a right. restaurant, um, right, and you'll right. see the the, the kiosk or the specialized the niche businesses on college campuses and even the traditional franchises that open up smaller um, uh, smaller malls. like go to an airport and seeing you know these are the little um, the, the smaller versions, the smaller footprints. I saw an article uh, um, one day this week, I maybe it's in Ohio or. One of my cities. And they were talking about that. Interesting that they were saying that it goes back to one of our early conversations about millennials. They're saying that millennials could actually be the savior of the mall.
1: And the reason was.
0: You and I, well, me anyway. I grew up in the, you know, in the 70s, and we'd go to the mall. That's where we right, went. Right, right. So did right. I. Absolutely. Right. So, and uh, but those, but my nephew, who's you know the 20s, had, had no no experience at the mall. So you have a generation who did not experience it. So right, these business right. models that can cater to those groups, are and, and these and these developers and these investors who are sharp enough or visionary enough to get it, are, right. are reinventing these places to attract. Right? It won't be you and I going to series right. anymore, but it could exactly. be, it could be our, our kids and grandkids going to the laser tag or to the, you know, the 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 right. the, the, the food right over the whatever the or the old, the, the clothing place or the yeah. tattoo place, whatever whatever they would see, and that's going yeah. to provide a new sense of opportunity for for people that that thought the retail was dead. It's going to be an experience a lot different yes. from when you and I, would we Correct. go, we
1: just go to walk around and it was a social experience yes. and, and that was it, you know, but it, it's going to be totally different. Um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. We have a mall like uh, 10 minutes from where we live, Chris, and you can go in there and it's literally dead. I mean, you don't see people in there anymore, you know, so that's I think that's going to be great to see, you know, malls come back like you mentioned, you know, but it's it's going to be attributed to the millennials, like you said. So I, I think that's, that's terrific. You know, I could talk about it today, Chris, but I, I, yes. I uh, what, what's the best way for our listeners to get more information on a synergy franchise group, any websites or numbers that, that you'd like our
0: guests to call. I appreciate it. Um, if they would like to reach out and, and have a conversation or even if it's asking me a question, so as you know, that this is what industry is about sharing. You can go to our website, which is you can do the Synergy Franchise Group dot com or SFG, which is Synergy Franchise Group, SFG okay. now dot com. We'd be more than happy to assist people in any way that we can. That's
1: fantastic. Well, as, as you said, Chris, it's always a pleasure for me to talk to you, and uh, I'm going to have to have you back again next year, you know, because again, you always have all these stories that I just love talking about. So uh,
0: it's been great talking I, to you. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. One of these.
1: Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reach podcast, you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews now over eight years and over 400 shows, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you get to get to hear from Chris Simic, who is the founder of FranchiseTeacher.com. And Chris has over 30 years of business and franchise experience as an independent business owner, a franchisee, and a franchisor. And Chris has something very profound that we haven't heard on our show in over eight years. He mentioned that you have to almost work harder to fail at franchising than to succeed in franchising, and he explains why.
0: Most people, about 90% I think I've seen, buy a business other than they first looked at. Wow, that's amazing. So that's it's interesting, isn't
1: it? I mean, that's, that's a big number too, isn't it, Chris? You know, that you know most people, they go in with these certain expectations and they come out with, with, with something different, you know, and, and I find that fascinating.
0: I absolutely—it never ceases to astound me—but I think that speaks to the to the, uh, the value of franchising as a as a business model and a business method because right. people don't have to uh, be in something just because they know it. And quite candidly, sometimes getting involved in a business that you would rather do that you were not involved in allows you the the luxury of taking uh, a new career path and to develop something you never would have had the opportunity to had it not been, you know, systematized and prioritized for you. You know, in franchising it's said that you have to really almost work harder to fail than to succeed because if you have a good franchise system to follow directions, you have to almost purposely not follow them to not do well. That's true. That's fantastic.
1: We have this this great quote in franchising. I I think we're going to put that one in there, Chris. I I think that's very original and it's it's very true. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, we find that most of them, they're just beginning their search to buy a franchise, Chris, and we find that, you know, most of them just simply, they, they don't even know where to begin, like you were saying. What advice
0: would you give to them? I, I do, um, when I speak to, to people looking at franchises, like, I, I give them three different pieces of advice. One, make sure you're looking for a business for the right reason. Now, mm-hmm. A lot of people have things happen in their life. They lose a job or something happens, and they react and, and maybe say, okay, maybe I'll go buy a business. That may not be the, the reason to do it versus having the luxury selectivity that here's my opportunity that was yeah. created by some adversity. Second thing is that they have to make sure that they are – able to be franchisees uh, that not everybody is designed to be able to to follow the systems procedures and, 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 the, and the processes it takes to be a successful franchise owner and then I tell them quite candidly is pick a couple of the industries and the price ranges uh, that, that may have interest. You to you, and then kind of, kind of pin down from pin there, down there, either using the resources of a, uh, a consultant or a, bro- or a broker or a team member, or, or on their own, either way. But I think that if they, if they take their time, follow the steps, and do it for the right reasons, uh, they'll be on a much smoother pathway uh, to, to success in owning their own business that's well said.
1: What's what's in the future then for a franchise teacher Chris? I mean, where do you see the company 3 to 5 years down the road?
0: Well, Marty, we've been uh, ex- extremely fortunate and blessed that the the business has 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 been around, you know, through Century Franchise Group for many years and our new franchise teacher uh, dot com has has taken off we 're representing right now uh, you know seven uh, plus brands I think in five years our our focus will really be even more fine tuned as the as the consumer or the prospective uh, business owner is looking for more and more specific information, breaking down to teach coach consult and advise I um. think will be um, Will be a way for us to assist people in what they need. You know, people, again, don't know what they don't know, but I think information overload uh, sometimes discourages people too early. They say, This is too much for me to process. Mm. If we can break it down into bite sized pieces, I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, who are looking for the advice. And the information they want when they want it I think is you know going to do nothing more than uh, continue then our next business venture which launches at the end of this year uh, will is looking to capture all the different franchise brands around the world and put them into one place so it's, it's we're, we're we're looking forward to uh, a future and franchising is going nowhere but growing you know as you write about right. a long time too the number of franchise opportunities and the world's getting to be a smaller place I think you're going to find yeah. a lot opportunities coming in and going out of, of different marketplaces and different countries uh, accessible to more people. That's fantastic. What's
1: the best way, Chris, for our listeners to get <clears throat> more information on FranchiseTeacher.com? They're obviously, FranchiseTeacher.com, but any numbers you'd like them to call or email addresses? Well,
0: actually, we appreciate uh, you know, www.FranchiseTeacher.com. Okay. And my, my business partner, Dave, and I offer them the pre-one-hour consultation. So, out lot to oh, form nice and take Dave. advantage
1: of it. That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Chris, for, you know, finally coming on the show. You know, I've been following your career for a long time now, you know, and I have just been very impressed with with, with everything that you've done, you know. So when I I saw this, I I mentioned to you, we don't typically um, call people to come on the show, you know, but but I had to have you specifically on the show. So it was an honor and a privilege
0: to have you on the show today. Marty Ditto, and again, congratulations on your um, uh, PAT doctor. I have read your thesis, and I would recommend it reading if people can get through it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I really appreciate that you read it, too, because that, that, that's an
1: honor coming from you. So that's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again, Chris. Thank we'll you. And we'll be right back with more Franchise
0: Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.